This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I am Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me, as always, is the man who only de- deals in kayfabe. It's Matthew Kayfabe. It is It is a week uh, where you would rather be dealing in kayfabe, I think. Um, yeah. You know, the reality is Brody Lee uh, didn't die... Uh, John Huber did, and uh, mm. you know, unfortunately, I think uh, modern wrestling can't exist without kayfabe being. You know, essentially, kayfabe is part of a storyline now. Like you know, everyone knows that that you know when Triple H punches uh, Randy Orton, it's 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 not a real punch. But occasionally you, like, see Mick Foley fall off a cell and you go, oh, shit, you know, the other stuff's not real, but, like, that's real. Or, you know, WWE Mm. hears Daniel Bryan getting cheered for seeming to be an underdog and so they intentionally keep him off a pay-per-view to, you know, ferment that kind of of thing. you know, cre- create the the idea that they think he can't be a star, so that then therefore he can become a big star. Hmm. And then you know you have a guy like Brody Lee who, uh, you know, part of his character was sort of breaking kayfabe, in so much as I think part of the either bit you enjoyed or bit you didn't enjoy was that he was doing a lot of references to Vince McMahon Hmm. and then you know there was also the element of the fact that this is a guy who left WWE despite the fact that they were you know handing out huge contracts at that point to literally anyone no matter where they were on their card you know because he thought he could do better elsewhere and so there was sort of a meta kayfabe element that, you know, everything he did was sort of seen through the lens of of, of, of us as the fan wanting to see him succeed. And, you know, I think that's the... One of the great things about AEW is that it's these indie guys who were maybe too small or looked too weird or whatever, and, uh, you know, probably wouldn't be WWE champions, although some of them maybe they would be. And, uh, Hmm. you know, part of the reason we all connect, uh, I think you and I, you know, connect to 
and and potentially the the brother friends connect to indie wrestling and, and AEW, which is obviously not indie wrestling, but is sort of the most sanitized version of it. Is that yeah. you know these are people that are willing to wrestle in front of you know fifty people in a bingo hall for no money. Um, you know they're fans. It's not. Um, we talk about on the WCW podcast. Um, you know these guys that were. That, you know we were joking the other week about how all these people's you know previous uh, jobs were bouncers. Um, you know. <laughs> Like this is a, the previous generation was sort of failed athletes, you know, like The Rock or Kevin Nash or Goldberg, or or you mm. know bouncers like the Road Warriors or Scott Hall or whoever else, yeah. and and this is sort of this generation of fans, and like you you watch Brody Lee and you could sort of tell he was a fan, and he actually mm. enjoyed wrestling, and you know. I think to to bring it around, realizing that I've sort of dominated the talking, uh, you know, wrestling storytelling's at its best when kayfabe gets broken in a kayfabe way, and it's at its absolute fucking worst when kayfabe is actually broken. And you know, this episode of Dynamite was pretty heart wrenching because you know. The reality is, you know, this it wasn't a TV storyline. Brody Lee didn't die. John Huber did. You know, the last time we saw Brody Lee, he had probably his best match, at least that I've ever seen, and that includes, you know, the six man the six man tags that they had with the Wyatt family versus the Shield. Like, you know, whenever we'd mention him on the podcast, we were sort of like, you know, he just had this brutal, long, cruel. Uh, you know, storytelling TNT dog collar title match. Um, and hopefully he comes back and he's more that guy. And, you know, then we're not worried about the sort of cult or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I think it's pretty rare at the very least for a character to go out after their their best match. And, you know. There's no... I mean, I've written notes for this uh, episode. I mean, they're really... It would just be me going, this was great, mm. this almost made me cry, this was great, this almost made me cry. I mean, <laughs> as far as um, as far as uh, what this is or what, what it was, uh, like a tribute to a friend and family member who had passed away, I can't really think of a wrestling uh, – or I can't – I can't, you know, and this is not the time to have a shot at WWE or anything like that, but I can't remember WWE – doing this they did it for owen right yeah that's the only other is that the only time they've done it i haven't watched that episode of raw but yeah i believe they did sort of a special just wrestling no storyline match uh episode yeah. and i'm sure look i'm sure that was you know i'm sure i'm sure that was very heartfelt and great and um you know i did we we couldn't watch that at the time mm. so there's no point in us saying anything about it this wasn't um this wasn't schmaltzy. It wasn't emotional for the sake of it. It wasn't. It felt Jericho when he came out to commentate was like, uh, you know, this is this is uh, you know a form of a form of catharsis for us uh, tonight, and it did genuinely feel like that. You know, one thing I picked up on man is like how um, 
how much masculinity has you know or maleness or being male or whatever you know whatever that you whatever you want to call that being a man mm. how much that has changed since owen passed away you know there's lots of like crying and dudes hugging each other and jericho going if you want to cry it's all right to cry i mean jericho's still at a thousand <laughs> miles an hour even <laughs> even in this episode um i mean he was great in everything that he did because it, it's fucking jericho mm. but um you know, like, just that attitude of, like, it's all right to be sad and, you know, like, that was, I just thought that was a really, in what is, a, you know, it's a very male-dominated, even the fandom is very male-dominated. So, to get that message from, hero, you know, heroes, I thought was really, and, really cool. And I think even sort of adding to that was, you know, people like, I think almost everyone who, who spoke about him... You know, I think Eddie Kingston had one of the most sort of. Im- I don't. I don't know what you exactly call it, tribute. I guess, um, but all of them sort of mentioned that this guy was a great father and husband, mm. and like it wasn't sort of the you know, the madman style father where you just go out and earn your money and, like, don't actually give a shit about your kids. Like, the fact that the episode was so focused around his children and his wife, um, you know, showed that that was sort of the central point of of John Huber as a person. Mm. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, like, I I keep meaning to send a tweet uh, to AEW, not that they would care if I tweeted them or not, but I mean, it just—it was just done. It was just done really well. Mm. It, it was, you know, for for an organize like for an organization in an industry that is not known for its um, class <laughs> and tact. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it it this was all class and and uh, you know very tactful. You know, uh, I, I yeah, I just thought all of it was done really well. Um, I just want to big up MJF for not breaking kayfabe though. It, um, it was because you just can't have you just can't have MJF break kayfabe, man. It, I just you know, and I th- I think from this <laughs> there are like you know, as I said before, Eddie Kingston doing that prom- promo was not uh, not necessarily out of character. Like he can sort of exist on no. a you know, he's a very three-dimensional fellow yeah oh yeah this was still very much an episode of dynamite but it um yeah they they just did they just did it really well i mean there isn't really anything else for me to say besides that i i you know i didn't i didn't have any expectations i was just like oh well this will be sad you know (laughs) this will be a sad episode of dynamite and it was but there was still a lot of joy and Mm. love and they were celebrating the person and that's someone who's come from an irish catholic uh upbringing that doesn't happen at all so it's always (laughs) nice to see how normal people do that um and uh you know everyone just gets drunk and pushes their feelings down until it turns into cancer but um that's uh that's really good you know it it was so nice americans are very good at that they are they're very good at uh being an open book, especially in, I mean, it must have been so difficult for those guys to put that show on. And I, I, I do think that there's probably only two things, 
wrestling wise like you know there was Eric Rowan uh, or Eric Redbeard showed up and you know that I think that was really lovely I don't think that's necessarily worth um, you know it, it it was sort of strange because I was like oh I actually wouldn't mind seeing this enormous Viking uh, do something in AEW which is something I probably didn't think previously um, but I do think there are sort of the the standout people who well, like Anna Jay, I think we've spoken about as a potential standout for a long time, but I think she really um, she really shone uh, quite brightly uh, in this sort of tribute episode, and I really hope that they build off that. And, and as well as, um, you know, this is obviously um, for, for the character 10 uh, of the Dark Order who you know, was not a featured character, somehow now sort of has a bit of personality. Um, yeah. You know, this showed, yeah, 100%. this showed a little bit of who he is as, as, a, as a person and I'm kind of interested, like I don't think there can be as pure a baby face as a uh, mask-wearing cult member uh, ten uh, in in grieving, who was obviously exceptionally close uh, to Brody and had been supported by him, and close to his family. No, it was uh, it was nice that the Dark Order w- were in every match and and mm. won every match, and uh, that was a nice little moment. Uh, Thunder Rosa attacking Britt Baker is probably the other tiny oh, bit yeah. of kayfabe where it's like, oh, it's on, it's happening. Well, this 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 may be an example of something existing outside of kayfabe. Maybe maybe Thunder Rosa is literally just attacking Britt Baker. Maybe, maybe we're, <laughs> we've got a real feud here. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I saw a photo of her hanging out with uh, her boyfriend Adam Cole on New Year's Eve, and uh, they are a very good-looking couple. <laughs> Here's that thing, like, their photo of them just hanging out on New Year's Eve looked like a stock photo that would be in, you know, that would be in a picture frame of, like, you know, ha- what does a handsome couple look like? Oh, it's these two. Yeah, they they definitely, yeah, are good-looking people. Yeah, just it just makes me feel really bad about myself. <laughs> anyway, um, this was, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if there's anything else... Um, to say, I do have one negative piece of feedback, but I don't know whether it's a like right to even bring it up in this episode. I might save it and see if it happens again. But there's just something that's happening behind the commentary desk that needs to stop immediately. Is this your JR complaint? No, it's actually Tony. It's oh. actually Tony. JR, I've just given up on. He's not changing. He's not going anywhere. There's yeah. no point in me even getting angry about it anymore because it's just going to be shit every week. But the uh, it's Sting needs to stop. Like, it, it's just, it's fucking everywhere. Do you even remember? We're watching WCW at the moment. No, I feel like. Uh, he doesn't do it. Uh, I don't like, I mean, Tony's not on Nitro yet, but. I don't know. I think you, I, I, I don't know if you would have felt differently if Sting had have appeared next year and we were in the proper Sting appearing out of nowhere. I don't know. Yeah, I've. It's been three weeks, I feel and so then like good on the it. podcast, he was doing it, and like you know, and then bloody Excalibur's getting in there and doing it as well. It's like it needs to be done at the right time, not all the time, you know. Well, I mean, Sting needs to do something, but this was not the week for him to do something, so that's okay. 
I didn't mind him and Darby Allen. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a that's tiny a bit of like storyline yeah. where it's like, ooh, they're friend, friendos, <laughs> weirdo friendos. And I do think, like, uh, I don't know. I, I've watched the 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 Brody Lee Cody uh, dog collar match twice this week, um, you know, because I think we were all very. Uh, it, it's sort of you're almost a bit numb when a wrestler dies at 55, who was a you know steroidy, you know, someone you know in 2005 they died kind of thing, and it's like wow, that's really shit, and it's really shit that they died. Um, but it's just a little bit different when you're like, hey, that guy was a was a great wrestler who had incredible capacity um, and had a lot, probably had his best in-ring years and best storytelling years ahead of him. Um, and then, you know, dies sort of seemingly, uh, it's, quite out of nowhere um, at 41 years old and then, you know, you also spend two hours being confronted, you know, with the fact that this is a real person, not a character. Yeah, but I like that I like that that wasn't shirked away from, Yeah, you know. Like, um, it would be really easy for them to do the first segment where everyone comes out on stage and they ring the bell 10 times and then go, okay, now it's time to go back to normal, mm. which I always wonder with WWE, like, how do those guys do that? How do they just like, oh, okay, well, now it's time to be the new day, even though, you know, like your friends just died tragically or whatever. Well, that's the thing with WWE is like, you know, there's the stories of after the Montreal screw job, like Mick Foley didn't want to wrestle. And, th- like, you know, people were like, oh, we don't want to wrestle because this terrible injustice has happened. And then there's also, you know, 15 wrestlers who died in the, you know, over the space of, you know, five years uh, because of, co- you know, complications of getting smashed in the head with a chair and doing steroids. And there's a, there's a very, very strange uh, mental sort of divergence that goes on. Yeah, but, I mean, just in the sense of, like, you know, just ignoring it, even though, like, everyone in the audience knows that it's happened, everyone on the roster knows that it's happened, you know, like, I thought the Pat Pattinson Pattinson one was weird, seeing that he was, like, one of Vince's best mates, you know, and it was just like, oh, well, see you later, Pat, on with the show, you know, and it was like, was that at TLC, I think they did that? Anyway, um. I just much prefer this, where it's like, hey, look, this fucking happened and everyone here is really upset and we're still going to put a show on for you guys because we can sort of all get through this together Mm. and um, it's okay if you're sad because that's perfectly natural. That's a perfectly natural response. So are we. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Like, not, you know. It was an acknowledgement that the the audience grieve uh, as well. And it was an acknowledgement, you know, particularly yeah, this year. I actually felt better. Yeah, like, you know. You know, we, we've spoken multiple times about how yeah, professional I- wrestling is, like, the thing that has been, like, at least, the like, thank God that they had, you know, dynamite during the hard, really hard lockdowns we had where we, you know, basically mm. weren't leaving the house at all. 
at least there was like one thing a week where yeah. it's like, hey, they've got this thing and like we can watch it on TV and it's like guys pretending to drive other guys' heads into things. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, it's the best. Brit Baker's being a real dick to people and it's so good and thank <laughs> God we have this to like, you know, shoot the yeah. shit and like, you know. It's Trent's mum. Yes, exactly. Hello, Sue's here. I love Sue. <laughs> Uh, you know, the the young bucks are suplexing uh, someone across a. They're suplexing Sammy Guevara across a football field. Um, you know the full length. Oh yeah. Like you know, there, there was just there was enough to be like, hey, like things are going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, they did too. I forgot about that. That's great. Because AEW are, are like still doing this stupid bullshit that we really really like. Yeah, I, I um yeah, but. But my my hat goes off to AEW and everyone who was involved in this week's mm. Dynamite. It's one of the, I think, uh, no, I don't know how long we'll do this podcast. We might do it for 10 more months. We might do it for 10 more years. Who knows? I know what I know is that I will remember this episode of Dynamite until I die. Like it'll be, it'll be, it's etched into my memory as, as a memorable episode of Dynamite. And yeah, because it's sad and stuff mm. at times, but it was also really. It was also a night like not only was it a great tribute to Brody Lee, but it was a great tribute to just wrestling in general and how you know John Moxley spoke about how wrestling is a community and I think he was talking about wrestlers and that's fair because he is a wrestler, but I think for us as uh, fans, even not not more so, but it's the same thing. Like there's you, you know, I've been into like different types of music scenes that are very, or I've you know, felt very underground, and wrestling feels like that at, mm. the, <laughs> at the moment. It feels like this, it's like a secret handshake, right? When you meet someone who's into wrestling, and everybody else at the table looks at you like you're a fucking child, you know, and you're in a state of arrested development, but you and that other person know, yeah, but fuck, man, we have so much fun mm. watching this thing. Um, and I think it was a really nice celebration of that as yes. well. Because they would have been well within their rights of just not doing Dynamite this week. And I don't think anyone would have begrudged them that. But to front up and do it anyway um, was really brave and really cool. And I'm really thankful that they did that. Yeah. I agree. We'll be back with a, like, more combative, uh, more uh, disagreeable... <laughs> More cranky, <laughs> um, more hopefully mm. occasionally funny, um, probably not more insightful because that's for maybe other people. But we'll we'll, mm. we'll, we'll be back next week and like... Who do we look like? Brian Alvarez? <laughs> You're not getting insights on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, Brian's insight every week is the same thing. WWE is not good. But, you know, it is an insight. <laughs> Um, which I think we 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 covered this week. <laughs> we um, do cover that a lot as well, actually. <laughs> but we'll we'll see. You know, we'll we'll be back with a yeah. We'll be more things pleasant, will start to get back more to friendly. Yeah, next week. But uh, yeah. So um, in the meantime, guys, if you want to rate and review, great. If you want to follow us, whatever you want to do, fantastic. Uh, until next time, 